This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to The Real Down. I'm your host, Jimmy Skinner. With me, as always, Dan the Fisherman Perry. What's up, dude? What's up, man? You know, I'm, uh, I was about to start reorganizing the whole bait wall, but I have sat and stared at it long enough that nothing has happened. I bought, yeah. I bought all sorts. I found a, a bait shop in Coleman I'd never heard of, and they have like internet pricing. Oh. So I bulk bought a lot of stuff, and now I have to figure out how to get it up here i need some bulk baits well if you need Cinco's, shelton's clothing molten 3.99 a pack right now and if you need basically anything else mary carter and coleman i got a uh, epic crap load of kytex for 5.99 a pack so i like it you know what i really like coleman that's that's a cool little city good little lakes good town the, the little the town like yeah all the shopping and everything really cool that's kind of where that place is it's a little hardware store mm-hmm. and a like to only be like 15 feet wide and like you know whatever feet long 50 60 feet they have everything huge mega bass section huge z-man a lot of zoom kitech killer setup and i went through a bunch of tackle this weekend so it was time to reload i hear you and speaking of coleman you got you did good in the coleman tournament you know and got second. You know. Came down there with no 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 pre or anything, and showed them that the North Alabama kayak angler guys can can keep up with them. No, it was it was fun. It was a, a lake that I've only been to. That was my third time. Duck River Reservoir. Yeah. Had no aspirations because it 
this time of year it's offshore ledges and stuff and I don't I don't know how to do any of that. I mean you've you've helped me what I know you've helped me with. And I kind of just decided last minute to go down there and play around and I did pretty good. Uh I think I had fifty four and a quarter or something for my best three, which I mean that was enough for second. I mean that, uh, that would have been it was just Chuck had like a mega bag. It wasn't yeah. That wasn't that you didn't have a great bag. He just had a crazy No, he he had a he had that one kicker. That's the one thing I've always like not liked about three fish tournaments yeah, is too. that a one one good kicker just throws you out ahead of everybody. Yep. Um like if you took his kicker out, I can had better consistent fish, I think, because I caught I caught enough sixteens to fill everybody in that tournament's limit, I think. And uh I had a seventeen flop off the board because I'm an idiot. Uh but it, it was yeah. still a good day. I did something I completely didn't under like really have any confidence in. Grinded it out all day. And you know, cashed a little check. It was cool, yeah. but I did. I, I, uh, I went through. I think that my line because I use braid to leader on everything. I think my line is finally old enough and need to toss it because I've never broken off as much as I broke off that day. Uh, one of the Coleman guys can attest to. Like, I think I broke off three big fish right there with him. Uh, I broke a hook in half. I've never done that before. Dang! I got a bite. Had a bait swim off. Snapped the hook in half. Never done that. Uh, and they're good hooks, Kamikatsu super lines. They're not 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 garbage. Uh, yeah, for all the things I did wrong, I did something right, I guess. So yeah, but it was it was a good good weekend. Good job. What man. about you? Did you get out fishing any? Yeah, um, I just went and practiced. Saturday we did family stuff. Sunday I went and practiced for the KFL tournament this weekend. But my oh, guys, no, I know that you sent a really good picture. I I forgot about that. Yeah, it was a good one. The um, but my guys KFL they went down on the Kusa Kingfishers. Jordan, Joe, Nick, and Lance, they went down to uh, Seminole and had a great 199 inches, 10 fish stringer. Yeah, they had a nice, it was an abs- it was the best, like, I know a lot of people don't follow a KFL, you know, if it's not your thing, that's fine, but I had more fun watching, I obviously have a vested interest in it, but uh, watching it, at scores went back and forth like 10 times, they had 193, I think. I mean, it was only Jordan at the very end of the day had like a 21 something. And that was really what put Jordan it Marshall. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Jordan. Yeah, man, it was like so much fun to watch online. So if if you can get into a team, it, it is like kind of watching a sports team. You know, I, man, I had a lot of fun and it's all live. You know, you can watch a whole thing live online. Same time. It's you can really get into it. It's, it's kind of like watching Bass Live, except with terrible, worse reception. Worse reception, and yeah, they don't make as much money. <laughs> yeah, no money, but yeah, yeah it's whatever. So well, it sounds like it was a good fishing weekend all around. Yeah. There was a a shitload of tournaments that we're going to cover at the end, and I don't think I can remember a time I've ever seen this many tournaments with ninety inch bags. So, I guess hot and extremely humid because that's been stretching across the entire United States right yeah. now. I know all our Illinois folks up there dying, you know, wusses. This is how we live summer, but, uh, but yeah, so the, by the title, if you're clicking on this or checking it out, you already know we've got, you know, someone that does not need any introduction. We'll bring him on right here, but the man on a tear that cannot be beat right now, Drew Gregory. Yeah. What I do not know what to say, guys. It's, it's been, like you said, a tear and <laughs> just, it really does feel like a dream. Um, <laughs> I just don't know what to say. What you guys tell me? What would you say if you had won three in a row 
at this point, what are you supposed to even say? I don't even know. Yeah, don't the, really know what to the, do. The results speak for themselves. I mean, that, yeah. that, that's about yeah. the best yeah. thing I could say. And, and yeah. other than that, it's like, you know, that was in God's hands because I don't think I could do it any other way. I mean, you know, look, looking at fishing chaos here, I don't think I've ever seen. I mean, we, you know, we obviously do this every week. I can't remember a time where somebody won trail one, trail two pro series and the Dakota Lithium power play. I can't, I'm, maybe it's happened before, but I don't think I've ever looked at fishing chaos. I don't want to say kayak fast fishing did an article recap uh, and I could give it, look it up real quick. There was a link, excuse me, uh, in Henry's uh, article there, there was a link to, there was only one other time someone had swept both oh, right. trail series events. But I don't think maybe the pro series was part of it. I don't know. We'll have to look and see. No, and then I I'll think possibly not it was either, and I could be completely wrong, but I want to say Russ or Cody did a, a trail sweep, but I don't, or maybe it was like day one in a pro series, but I don't think it's been a, a three, a three Pete, a three. And- and the Dakota Lipton, the power play too. Like right. I don't think Bonus. I've seen all four at one time with one person. I found his article, so I am curious now. Um, I'm gonna scroll and find that link. Only one angler yeah. has ever accomplished this. It is. Yeah, and, it, and it's a pre- impressive either way. Yeah. Oh, is this? Oh, California. That's where it was. Oh, they don't. It looks count. like California. <laughs> <laughs> I can't She's remember not who even it was. America. Tasmua. Hmm. I'm I'm pulling that out of my ass just because he wins a lot. <laughs> I don't know. I can't find it. But uh, Taz, Damien, or you know, yeah, Damien Tao. Yeah. yeah. We 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 are joking about the they don't count. They've got some yeah. hammer anglers, and if oh yeah, gas wasn't through the roof, and our country was a few thousand miles less width, I think it'd be great to have them all out here playing around with us, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. I say us playing around with Drew because you know. Me and Dan suck. So, well, here I'll, I'll go over the numbers though. Uh, day one trail series, uh, you had an, and both days were so close. Uh, ninety-five yeah, very... and three quarter. Jake Angelus had ninety-five and a half. And Nick Audi in third with ninety-four and three quarter. Day two, you won ninety with ninety-six and a half. Day Mike Elsie had ninety-six and a quarter, and Derek Brundle with ninety-five and a half. All and names then, that you. You oh, have yeah. to watch and worry about, especially on those bodies of water too. So, and then the, sure. the pro series, you won it with one ninety two and a quarter. Uh, Ryan Makowitz won it with one eighty eight. So overall, the two day total, it wasn't that close. Uh, four and a quarter. Alex right. Miller in third, and then you won the power play as well. So, uh, won some bonus money. Yeah, it was too. like ten thousand three hundred and something dollars. And I'm in the the monthlies for New York and Vermont. And I'm in first in New York, and. Vermont, I think I'm in second because the guy had like 105. And there's a little bit of money I think that comes with that. I've never done those monthlies before if I end up there. So, I mean, it's probably around like $10,500. And I was competing against 88 anglers. So, that kind of payout against those numbers, like just imagine again, you got to buy into all of it, which is like $450 or something or four. Still a hell of a return. It's an amazing return, man. (laughs) Unreal. I mean, I'm not complaining. I'm glad I did, obviously. So, for for somebody that's doing this for a living, I mean that's, I mean that, that that's everything. That's amazing. And yeah. and for us yeah. people playing the um, fantasy <laughs> game, Drew just kind of cheated on everybody. <laughs> if you oh, picked yeah. him, you're doing great. You're too that's expensive. Right. I if mean, you, I, even I, you, <laughs> that's you not true. By week, week 
one week you win, next week you win. You figure my dumbass be like, oh yeah, well, the three and I'm going to go ahead and pick Drew, but no, I didn't. <laughs> I'll never pick the people at the very top. Yeah, God, dang it. I'll well, be, I'll be curious like to see the Pisaki. standings come out. Yeah, like when a Pisaki is next. So well, I'm never finished there, but one, so. I, you know, it, it doesn't really set up for any of my styles. I'll say that, but I never. I never fished Grand Lake and never fished Lewis Smith Lake. And, you know, I ended up winning those. So who knows, man? I don't know what to tell you. But no. uh, at this point, the, I think you've I know proven you end. can't be counted out at any of them. So, yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not going to try to like bad juju you into it. <laughs> maybe you don't win, but even if you don't, I don't think you'll do bad. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'll be perfectly fine not one and not trying to tell you that <laughs> it's, it's getting to be a lot of attention and i don't know almost how to handle it you know because i don't know what to say you know like i don't want anyone to like dislike me because like man i hate that guy i always keeps winning i don't want that you know but at the same time it's like <laughs> I'm let them hate some, whatever take yeah. with them people no man take their money go home you feed your feed that family well, that's, that's right. true you can take still win them. second and third and in the money is still winning and fishing so there can be lots of winners i guess and Nah, but you don't fish them things for second tech with them. No, you don't. Take, <laughs> money. Take it and smile. That's right. I don't know, man. I just I feel like I'm hitting my stride and all this. You guys know I've yeah. really been doing this for, um, you know, 2019. I fished maybe six, seven events, something like that. Got second in the national championship. Did did pretty good in, in all the other events. But then 2020 was supposed to be my year. Oh, I'm gonna go all in on this tournaments. KBF had that six tournament pro series. I was gonna do all that. I was gonna do all the hobies. COVID hits, you know, messes our world up. I moved to Ohio with the family, start, uh, move from Jackson to Crescent um, later in that year. And I don't really get to fish any, but the last four Hobies in a row, which, you know, fortunately I ended up winning AOI with doing those last three in the championship. But, uh, and I got to do the national championship and, and um, that's about it. I did, you know, so I didn't do a lot, but so now think about that. Then 2021 is the real, 2020 year like okay now i'm finally able to go all in and i do have a good year i'm in first place in ay in the trail series championship heading into the final day of the trail series championship because they update the standings after day one i was fifth going into it right yeah my motor blows up on me and it glows orange in the in the dark and it blows up on me i can't get to where i'm going where i had 94 and was in like fourth place in the national championship and i get 78 inches or something and fall to like you know, 28th out of 130. Not bad, right? But you would think, right. well, surely you're not going to fall to like out of the 10 house or fall very far. Well, the way they set up that points, man, with 900 double, and, double and points, nine yeah. point decrements, you're darn right I did. I fell all the way, even though I probably had the best season, technically, when they double those points. I don't <clears> really <throat> feel like it's a true angler of the year race anymore. It's kind of becomes angler of the the national championship weekend, but yeah. that's, that's right. the way they set it up. And they're, you know, that's now that I know that anyway, I get yeah. to say all this to say, I was, I'm always a happy and positive guy, but I was inside. I was fuming about that. Cause it's something that kind of was out of my control. How come it had to happen then? Okay. Then three fast forward, three, four weeks later, TOC is uh, go, about to happen. And my wife and I find out she's going to have to give birth six weeks early to our daughter and I, and I was in second place at AOI heading into that to defend my AOI from 2020. Like so double points. That. And now I'm big, like. Big points for that too, right? I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, of course. And then when you're not there, you you got no shot. And Jordan wins it from pretty far back. And and there's no telling. Obviously, if I would have 
would have uh, won or not, but I was in second place in the year I won the year before I was in third. So I say all this to say, like, I'm motivated inside. I'm like, I can't believe this freaking happened. I had both AOIs literally in my clutches, you know, because Ewing, he, he only caught four fish one day that TOC. And if I had a good TOC, I, w- I was in second. I had the best chance. And Russ yeah. fished, uh, unfortunately, an out of bounds area. He didn't know it was out of bounds. It got DQ'd. I mean, yeah, all I these remember things, that. like no one was really like making a move. And it, it allowed Jordan to kind of jump up there and good on him because he smashed him. He's a heck of an angler. Yeah. So I'm not saying anything, you know, against Jordan. He, uh, he earned it, but uh, I was fuming inside, and I was like, I'm more motivated than ever. I'm starting to get this tournament thing down and learn it. I'd fished you know, uh, around the country with the River Bass and Tournament Trail. I had some time on the water as I ran that trail, hooked on wide water show that I did for five seasons uh, around the whole country. So I le- I've learned how to catch the fish in all different parts of the country. I feel comfortable everywhere. Like everything's leading up to this. Yes, and then, because yeah. last year, people may have forgot about me a little bit because I didn't win. I lost to a tiebreaker one of the tournaments to Pickwick, uh, to Ken. Ken Morris, my buddy, and that was cool. Happy for him. But it was all like I was so close to so many things, winning that one, the, the angler of the years, and all this that I was really wa- wanting, you know, striving for. And then I felt like I just got, like, forgotten about it a little bit. And then it motivated me like crazy, guys. And so I ended up, you know, using that as a positive motivation internally. And then combined with now I have a little history in some places, right, because – I got second on Champlain last year in the Hobie Bass Open Series. And I'm just getting better and hitting. I just feel like this this run I'm kind of on, it's just a culmination of me hitting my stride in all this and figuring out that Hooked on Wild Waters and River Bass, and when I'm out there fishing for fun uh, the day before the tournaments, where, with you guys doing the tournaments back in the day, you're just floating, having a, a good time down the river. You're not in any time crunch element per, per se. Well, now this is a different ball game. It's a different yeah. game a little bit. So I knew how to catch them. Now, how do I catch them and maximize all that that lake has in those rivers and creeks or whatever I'm fishing that tournament? How do I do that in a time efficient setting? Time yeah. yeah. And so I've gotten I've gotten it very dialed in the whole system and plan. And this this winter, I'll probably have some. I've done this some already. Some virtual lessons with some folks, and I'll probably do like virtual group lessons or you know tournament stuff things like that where people can come in maybe maybe five people at a time get on stream yard like this go over map study tournament prep you know a lot of the stuff i do and sign me up ask questions yeah (laughs) like what fish the moment is that what yeah sort of like that yeah Yeah, fish fish the moment i don't know if i'm sure he does some private stuff like that just he's one of the like best electronics people i've ever seen but he gets on some of his strides talking where i'm just like i don't know what you meant like he's yeah. just so smart dude yeah he is Damn. he is johnny he, is for sure it. But, but anyway I, yeah yeah i don't know where we want to go now but that was just kind of like no that was, right? a, that was a good, a good lead this. into it i don't man. i don't I, i'm not surprised but i am surprised that makes sense because well all the hard work's finally starting to pay off you know yeah you just don't yeah. expect and it when those anglers are so good and and three in a row i might have expected to maybe win you know once or twice but three times and then all in a row no, I never, never saw this coming. And, and then it, out of a new boat that I designed, like yeah. that's pretty crazy. I mean, it's Man, the, right, the you, right time a, to do it. Yeah. From a marketing standpoint, this doesn't work out any better. Like, no, it, it's it almost like it was written up this way. Like, yeah, it's, awesome. it's man, I give credit to God for sure. It's, 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 it's gotta be him and some divine intervention. I mean, he's taking care of myself and the family kayak fishing tournaments have really helped get me by during the development of this boat from Crescent. Cause we don't, 
Crescent does, doesn't really have a lot of money to pay me anything when we don't have a, a boat that a product that my yeah. input a product that to start making money on. So haven't really had any anything um, you know to live on other than these tournaments and what sponsors you know I'm blessed to, to get paid from some sponsors and between that and the tournament winnings, literally I'm I've been scraping scraping by. I mean scraping yeah. by. It's it the story the real story behind this. If there was ever a, a book written, it'd probably be a lot about faith and and just miracles and how God just keeps. I mean. It's crazy. I mean, look at the, even Jackson. Look at a goose attacked me, and it made a viral video occur before, right before uh, the Kusa was gonna. You know, it was a little bit further before, maybe like uh, almost a year before. But it made the whole thing go viral, which drew attention to Jackson and and who I was. And people then, of course, realized and googled like, okay, this guy is not just some random dude. He actually knows. If you look at all my other other YouTube videos back then, they were like, oh, he actually knows a little bit about fishing and what he's doing. And I and don't look see this where you are now. Like, look different. where kayaking yeah. and kayak fishing is Crazy. now. Like, absolutely. Like, no one thought it would get this far. No, no, not at all, man. And I don't take any of this for granted. I don't, I mean, I've, I know how life is. We all have our ups and downs. And it's, it's, I don't get too high right now because I know that the next turn could be another, another valley. And so I don't know. I just try to stay a little even keel when it comes to this stuff. But I'm, I'm definitely just, I don't know. I'm a little just blown away by the fact, the timing of it all and the fact that it's just happened the way it's happened. It's, it's just, I was, you know, was going to say, you know, saying what you've said about, you know, they're going scraping by doing it on like, you know, relying on this stuff. And then now releasing of your boat, which I mean, as even as you said, now you have a product that you can, you know, make some money on and, you know, and then it going into the tournament, everything, it's like your stride in tournament fishing and this, like there's no better timing of it. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. It is, man. It's, it's really, it's really cool. So like you anyway, I think yeah. about it from like another athlete, like yeah, when Jordan was on his reign and his shoes came out or something like that. Like that's true. Yeah. Like yeah. It's something similar. I mean, that's, that's a good one. Totally. But it's something like that, you know, that's, yeah, it's crazy. But we'll, we'll get into it. So you, like you said, you were second in Champlain at Hobie last year. So obviously you had some history. So uh, tell us how you went into, you know, your practice and going up there, you know, just your whole pre, yeah. pre-fishing bit. So what's cool last year. So here's what I love about kayak fishing tournaments. They will take you to places. Sometimes you get a, a chance because we have so many national trails. They go to so many stops and I only do like 12, 13, 14 a year. So um, I have to pick the ones like, where do I want to go fish? You know, what's mm-hmm. most exciting? Usually it's new bodies water. That's what gets me most excited. You know, this Wolf and Fox River, Hobie, can't wait. Stuff like that. Lake Winnipesaukee, you know, coming up for, for Hobie and, and KBF's there too. I might be there for KBF. Lake St. Clair, never fish that. I get excited about that. And Lake Champlain oh, yeah. was the first time last year. But because of COVID and some other restrictions, I'm not sure why, uh, Vermont didn't allow Hobie a, a, a whatever, a, not the license, a permit for permit, yeah. tournament. So we had to launch only from New York. So New York was only in play last year, unless you wanted to paddle or paddle across the entire lake, which I think, <laughs> Co- I think Cody Milton, and Eric Siddiqui did, and they about killed themselves. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> it was like six or seven miles, I think to get across, or maybe it was 11. I don't know. Something crazy, but what was that? The guy that won it with that beaver, the bur- beaver chopper? Well, yes. Last year. Yep. Yep. That was oh, it. Travis yeah, Von right. Newman won with the, uh, he flipped Berkeley over beaver, twice, and he flipped. That was a Berkeley times. Beaver. Yep. <laughs> so Lake Champlain was was awesome, but I only got to experience the New York side. So I was excited because there's a lot of willing, you know, to eat fish there. 
willing feeders, I should say. And I had never fished the Vermont side because it was off limits last year. So to me, it's still like, it's still kind of a new lake. This is going to be fun. I get to go explore some new stuff. And that's what I did. The first, uh, in pre-fishing, I explored Vermont, um, some, some backwaters, some rivers, and, uh, I found some, some pretty good fish over there and, and some spots and some moving water. And then, so I felt good, you know, after day one, uh, of pre-fishing, you know, I'd hooked some, a couple 18s at one spot. Then I quit fishing, you know, same thing, go to another spot, hook a couple, uh, like that. And I'm trying to think, yeah. And then I quit fishing. So, and actually would pull the bait away from some, it was some of the water was kind of clear. So I would just jerk it away. I said, Oh, that's a big one. Left them alone. And then next day pre-fishing, it was rainy and I had my history in my head from the, the year before and drove over, looked at it, but it was rainy. I just rigged up, relaxed, took it easy, got organized, just really just rested. Cause I knew I was going to need every bit of energy for this tournament day. And then the final day of pre-fishing, I actually went and explored a little bit more. Um, or no, sorry, that rainy day, the afternoon, I still, I was able to go to my, one of my New York spots just to kind of like float it and look at it and see if I can get bit again. And I got 19 something and then just, just left. I mean, I, I fished a little bit further, further down and, but it just wasn't really feeling the, there's like a zone and we'll get, there's like a zone they were kind of hanging in and I don't know Mm -hmm. even how to explain it or, or all the reasons why they were there, but it's like that you wouldn't really get bit by big ones. You could catch some small ones further down or further upstream, but there's like this zone that the big ones were kind of hanging in all these rivers that I just sort of found. So then, um, and it's hard to find too, because sometimes it's middle of the river cast that it takes to find them. It's not like you're just throwing at the bank and you need yeah, to know how to read rivers and current seams and boils in the, in the middle and stuff like that. So then uh, the final day pre-fishing, I just expanded more on those Vermont side just to see, if there's still good fish all the way up and down from the spot I found, or is it just right there? And dude, to my surprise, it was just the spot that I just stumbled onto uh, already pretty, pretty close to where I'd put in. So I said, well, here's my game plan. I got all these places to go and moving water that are very small sections that the fish are in. I'm sure it had to do with, had some to do with spawning while they were a little bit congregated because some fish do, you know, go up, the river to spawn and, mm-hmm. and, or the river fish, they will congregate together. I know that from shoal bass days, shoal bass will, will like move to the biggest shoal complexes to, to spawn because they spawn in the shoals. So it's kind of like, they all know this is the time of the year. It's kind of like Thursday night on a college town. Like we all know to go to this, this street. These are all the bars yeah. We're all here. This is it. We know it. It's Thursday night, Friday night, whatever. So that's what, um, these fish do I believe. And that's kind of where I found several groups of them. So that was kind of the game plan, man. And I can, uh, I guess get into day one if you guys want me to. Yeah, man. Go ahead. Swing into it. So day one, I get out there and I'm just throwing a a plopper style bait. And, um, you know, whether you're, you take your pick, it doesn't really matter. I mean, they would eat, eating a spook or plopper or chugger. It It doesn't really matter. Wasn't it? It was the Guggen. No, it was not the no. Can I say that? The revolver. Revolver. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, you thought I was hiding it because I didn't want to be like yeah. embarrassed. Oh, I'm, a I'm a secret Guggen. A, a Guggen. No. Yeah. Never have thrown any Guggen baits, I will say. But I. Uh, but anyway, the, the, the plopper bait was working great. Uh, they were biting it really good. And I, I mean, even though I lost, still lost some, but that's just part of topwater fishing. Yeah. doesn't matter what topwater. You're going to lose them. Oh, I yeah. lost a few big ones. 
Um, and then I can't remember it, man. I'm trying to think. All right, where did I go first? I gotta figure out my head. I think the first stop I, I caught a I actually I caught a 20 here in practice at this spot. A 20 and a half. Because I just uploaded it to the, the monthlies uh yesterday. And I went to the spot and I caught uh an 18 something and like another 18 and then um or 19 something like that. I was there was like and then a couple 17s there was some good good fish i believe like i'm hard, I'm almost getting like confused now if that was day two but uh but i'm pretty so sure I, I ended that spot with two gosh. with two that mattered yeah no. two that mattered let's just put it like that i can't remember if yeah I and, and you're right if the two that mattered you had a 20 and a quarter and a 19 and a half on day one so yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, two that mattered, like on my stringer. I think it was an eighteen, and and maybe there was a couple eighteens, or maybe it was eighteen and nineteen. I honestly, I could pull up my phone and tell you exactly, but because um, I have it all, obviously. 20, like, 20, 19, and three eighteens. Okay, so the ones I got there were, let's say, right here. Um, the first place I went. Oh man, has it down to a science. That's that's pretty. <laughs> I want to get to my tournament photos here. That's all right. All right. You, so you the first place I went, I caught it at eighteen and and a half, and I believe another eighteen and a half. So I was out of there with two. Looks like yeah, two uh, good ones. Although it's it's funny, one of my fish got deducted for mouth open, and the top lip is literally touching the board, the top and the bottom. I'm like, I don't know what more I can do than like shove where they're both touching it and smash and they man I'll, I'll say that some of the judges are just sticklers like yeah. and you only one it drives me nuts inch. i mean that that could have been it yeah. could have been but um but it, it didn't it wasn't a fish that ended up on my stringer anyway it didn't matter it turns out it didn't matter but i got a message so i got those two fish and then uh i went to let's see so then i went to a different location the second spot and filled out my limit and then caught all my other so all my other big fish came from that second spot so we know two 18 and a half and everything else was 18 and a half and up i think 18 and a half was my smallest fish but i yeah. had three that day three there were 18 and a half even though only one showed up on my thing I had at least three and then some they were like 18 or 18 and a quarter that never mattered but uh, you know i caught lots of good fish but so what, what he's saying is he was on them but i uh i went to that second spot i never moved i i i I pretty much had to think about how do you approach a kbf event because this is my first one this year and last year they didn't have the pro series combined and i did you know some last year but now it's like i'm in a two-day tournament that's combined and i'm in the single trail tournament that's one day do i burn it all down here or do i save fish for tomorrow and i decided i want to win this one event and just guarantee just totally, a win. yeah burn it all down yeah. and the other thing that made it easy was the fact that i have like many spots you know I mean? like, you've got I've only gone way to, more area yeah i've got lots more so i was like i'm just gonna go to town it was awesome having that feeling knowing that i've got fresh fish tomorrow i don't even need to come back to any of these first two places today did you that stick to the cool. top water game all day no uh that's a good good uh question there I switched to a jackhammer, three quarter ounce jackhammer with a uh, a minnows trailer that was pearl with a uh, chartreuse tail. And you can, I think you got a picture of that. You feel free to pull it up. So yeah. a lot of current then, huh? Yeah. It's, yeah. Some of these, they got some rain. That Remember that day at rain I was telling you about? Mm-hmm. The, the, some of the rivers got kind of swift. And 
not all the sections, but some of them. Yeah, that's it right there. And that, you said it's a three quarter ounce. Three quarter ounce, and sometimes wow. I like that too, in the in the current because I'm actually burning the baits pretty pretty fast. And if you have a three eighths or half, sometimes it gets on the surface and just doesn't really work right. I was burning them pretty fast, covering a lot of water, and sometimes if you're bringing it even like back upstream a little bit. That that one works a little better because it's heavier. So there's just different situations that the three quarter will work pretty good. So yeah, I was catching on that at the on both the plopper style and that bait on the second at my second spot. And I did catch a fair number of fish out in the middle and, and some fish because they utilize all different stuff. There's there's just like lakes, you know, there's flats, there's, yeah. there's sandbars, there's drop-offs, there's rocky uh points and bends, there's uh, creek mouse there's everything there's wood on the bank and i caught i did catch the big one that day the 20 and a quarter was off of the bank but uh on a plopping style bait but yeah i mean i just burned it down ended up with 95 i want to say and a half or something and i thought to myself when the tournament started last year you know hobie when i got second travis von newman with the the beaver had 97 one day and 98 the next and i don't know that point whatever it was 97 something 98 something and he took the best limit of both days and just smashed it and i got second and i had some pretty good limits like this 95 range and um so i knew we needed to be around there because this is kind of the same time of the year it's about two weeks earlier yeah. so i knew what that lake can put out plus i was looking at the local tournaments they were getting one with 19 to 20 pounds a day can convert that you're looking at you know 95 inches so i decided um you know that when i had that i thought well i probably didn't win i uploaded my fish at the end of the day and they leave the leaderboard on apparently this year and so i just uploaded them and next thing you know i'm like first and i uploaded you know after lines out and i seems like most people had already uploaded because i did upload those first two just real quick you know yeah. as i was driving just kind of put them in and then um the, the last ones i just they were biting so i just didn't even upload i was just going trying to maximize time right and, uh because i knew i'd good signal where i was at so i wasn't worried about it and then I, I was shocked that i was in first and then it held up you know you had to wait like an hour pretty much but you wait and it held up and i couldn't believe it because i thought surely somebody out of because there's more anglers in this tournament than we're in the hobie last year like surely somebody got 96 97 98 99 i knew it, there's even 100 inches in that place but yeah. nobody did so i um fortunately Took the W. Actually, shout out to one guy got 97 inches, but he did not enter the Trail Series one. He was in Pro Series only. So he actually, somebody Ooh. did actually beat me that day. He was only in the Pro wow. Series, and then he got 83 inches the next day in the Pro Series. So I feel feel for him because he didn't really end up. I don't think I'm not. I don't think he was in the money in the Pro Series after the 83 inches day. But um, mm, it's tough though. It's about four hundred. You want to talk about go home and all. beat yourself up? Like, yeah, mm, that's but there's so a tough. lot of money to enter it all, and, and I get it. So it's you got to kind of pick what you, what you think's the best. So anyway, that was it. Day one, and that's kind of the that's deal. a that's kind of cool for you to bring up and talk about because you know a lot of two day tournaments is like managing your fish. You know, making sure you don't fish yourself out of a day two. And that's one thing that's unique about the KBF setup is the two one days. And then this yeah. year with the pro series going on during it, you know, that is a big decision to make is like, oh, it is. is, is a one day win guaranteed. I don't want to say guaranteed is a one day win mean more to me than 
the two day pro series win, you know, and, and I guess for each person, it could be different, you know, from a, like a point standpoint, or if you have a shot at angler of the year, you know, on the trail series side, right. I'm sure. But that it's just, I feel like it's just an extra level of stress during it. Like it would have taken me, a, I mean, is it a decision you came to pretty quick? Like, all right, I'm going to burn yeah. it down. Yeah. it was like, no, not even a thought. I was like, this is, I mean, I haven't even gotten, gone to some of my best stuff and I'm right smashing them so this is easy for me well right and I, I guess i guess I, I i would i'd be able to make that decision that quick too no that, that yeah yeah it's like oh well this was just spot two of six i've got plenty of fresh water so yeah but if i didn't but i'll go ahead and fast forward and and we'll jump back to the beginning of day two but i'll fast forward to the very end of the second day i went back to that second spot where i ended on did the most damage on day one and this is actually to kind of prove your point of this decision i don't think i caught hardly anything there. I mean, I caught fish 16, 15, 16, seven, maybe one that was 18. Uh, actually one was 18 cause it was right at one twenty nine, right before lines out one, <clears throat> one, uh, minute before I thought maybe I'd cold one more time, but it was only 18. But the point is when you burn them down to the ground and you catch everything and you just make them so aware of your presence after fishing it so hard. And then you go back another day. Plus, you know, if you got local, boaters and traffic to contend with potentially as well on the weekends, especially, and they are, have hammered it. You, you can't catch them that, I mean, in the spots where I caught them and really caught them, it did, it wasn't there. And the, and the ones that were, I caught a few, they weren't big. They, I don't know if they just wise up and I tried different baits. That's the thing. Yeah. So I know I've caught, um, I've caught the same fish twice uh, before. And I know I've caught, you know, just at Raccoon Creek outfitters. What well, a couple weeks ago I was there for a camp out and Clayton Hask, it was a Buckeye kayak fishing tournament trail. I was just there to camp out with my son, having fun, right? And be there to give away a crescent that we gave away and, and to support Raccoon Creek. And just that's where I go to just chill and have fun. It's just such a cool shop. It's yeah. old far, farmhouse barns. It's on the creek. It's camping. It's just food. It's amazing. Good times, relaxing with the sun. But I got out on the water with him for two hours and I caught a 16 and a half inch largemouth, which is a big largemouth for that creek and that tournament. Trust me, big. Um, and <laughs> Earlier that day, uh, Clayton Hask had floated down that creek, and he, he we were talking about it. He said, oh, I caught like a 16-and-a-half-inch largemouth. I said, me too. That's cool, man. We get to look at our pictures later. I was like, hey, wait a second, man. What section did you do? And he's like, I was right here. And I was like, me too. Let me look at your fish photo. Our, the exact same largemouth ate at about 8 or 9 in the morning when he floated by, and when I floated by, it ate again on a <laughs> spinnerbait. And so we caught the same fish so anyway. It's wait, possible. I, I I have a question in in KBF. If you catch, if you do all three day one, two, and the pro series, if you catch one day one, then you go back and catch it day two for the trail series. Does it count both days, but it wouldn't count for the pro series the second time? That's correct. It would not count for the pro series, but it would count for the trail series. Wow. That's confusing. I believe, because I believe that's what they said. Although that is a little bit odd because what's, what's to say someone didn't keep that fish. You know what I mean? But it is a separate tournament. So if you actually catch it again, yeah, you kind of should get credit for it. But yeah. either way, the, my whole point was, yeah, it's, you can catch and release works and you can catch fish. Ow. You know, you can't catch fish in multiple days back to back or the same, the same fish, but big smart ones, not as easy. It's just not, yeah. man, you know, 13, 14, 15 inches, whatever. It's not as easy. And it didn't work. So it's a good thing. I did made the decision. I did to just, clean that place out the best I could and uh, 
anyway, we'll get to, to day two if you guys no, want. I, I mean, I, I would have probably done the same thing. I, I think I don't think that was a bad move at all. You know, I mean, we would be talking a different story if mm-hmm. spot three through six or whatever were a bus. Yeah. But, well, are, but you know, are you surprised, like, out of all this? Like, I mean, you're let's not argue and let's say you're in the top five. I mean, that's without argument. Anyone would say that just for the sake of not arguing. Right. I'd say you're number one. But <laughs> Thanks, man. Would, are you surprised that there aren't more people trying to model your success? And do I mean, and do I mean, I, I, obviously, sure. they can't do what you, you know, all the, the skill and the knowledge and the years of putting in the work on the creeks and everything else that, you know, besides that. But if more people try to model themselves after you and they show up mm-hmm. to the same areas, some of those places can't support enough fish. No, they for can't. One, one great angler and one okay angler. You know? No, it's true. They can't. I mean, I think people are, they do. And it's what you just said. Some of them, like Jordan Marshall is a good example. He's uh, Travis Von Newman, who, even though he was fishing the lake, he fishes a lot of rivers. Lance Cooley is one of the best uh, oh, at dude. it. I mean, he is. Lance is so good. Freaking he, amazing. He, at yeah, y'all are cut from the same cloth. Too. We are, totally are. That's we're just. Yeah. That's why we're such good friends too. We kind of get it. And uh, there's other people that do that kind of style. Tim Perkins. There's good anglers. Uh, and then you know your Russ Snyder's and and your Cody's and Christine's Guillermo's that they they're a little bit more versatile. But you do see them in step their moving toes water as well. Yeah. And that's the beauty of our sport. You can you can win. I've always said this: the best lake angler, offshore lake angler, the best bank lake angler, whether you're dock skipper or whatever laydowns and the best river Creek anglers, all three equally, if you went back and looked at the data are probably win at an equal rate, like 33%, 33 in terms of wins, it's not dominated by one style. And that's one reason, like maybe you don't see more people trying to model what I'm doing because it's not overwhelmingly, you know, because if you look at all the other river anglers, yeah, we've had some good ones, but no one's like kind of tended to dominate it like the run I'm on. Uh, so, and that just, again, it feels awkward even saying that. And, like, and I don't, I, but I, I think that a lot of that is like, there are people that, like you said, like Lance and, you know, that can do it. And I think this, maybe they're not, I don't think that there is that many people that are that good in the skinny water that take it as seriously as you do, like yeah. in the competitive national, you know, maybe a lot not, of, yeah. I, and that's just my opinion, just because. I think that the people that come to my mind, like like you said, like Russ and Christine and people that can excel in you know, backwaters, moving waters and stuff like that, they're so versatile that they approach it differently. Mm-hmm. I just don't think there's that many like, and I don't yeah. want to say one track minded in a bad way, but like. Oh, it's a good way. There's yeah. not that that many people, I think, on that level that come in and have the mindset like you do. Like this is like they look at it and they're out maybe looking at a map like you know, main lake and secondary lake points and ledges and where you're like, where's the craziest backwater I can find, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just don't think there's as many people in the national tr- scene on that level of that style. If that right. makes sense. No, that makes sense. And then like you, it also back to Dan's point, I think it's combined with that. Plus, plus the fact that, yeah, people are trying to model and some people will. And I think that's great. That's just, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's, I guess a compliment too, to, somebody you know I, I model other people i model you know Brian john Co- john cox is like that that's what say john cox, i mean man. he doesn't have a graph he's it, but and that's what made me realize you can be successful and you're us at the kayak fishing level 
we honestly, none of us are on the water 250 days a year, like the MLF guys and the elite series, nobody. And even in that highest level, you only have a handful of names you can think of that actually are good at all of the styles we just talked about. And that would be Brandon Polinick, Jacob Wheeler, where you say, dude, I could see Polinick winning on electronics. I could see Wheeler obviously winning on electronics, but I could see, and he has, and they have, I can see Pollock, Pollock winning uh, uh, in current, up shallow, and he has. Yeah. And Wheeler winning, you know, skipping docks. I think last year he won in Texas doing that yeah. with a white swim jig or whatever. And so maybe it's like Travis or something. I don't know what it was. But he wins shallow, wins deep. He wins in current. He wins with electronics. But who of us yeah. has that much time to actually get that good and then know when to go where that good when you got a few days to practice? MLF's crazy. One and a half days or whatever they got. I mean, that's insane. So yeah. we're not. So I realized I'm never going to, I'm going to put all my efforts in who I am backwaters and rivers and creeks and places. That, and what's funny is there people have started to model and mimic and you, and you do see more people kind of trying to do that, but Hey, they don't have not yet. They're going to get there. You know, yeah. the experience and the time in the water, you're going to make the mistakes first before you, you know, learn from them. And then it starts to equate into some, runs like i have now right it takes a lot of time a lot of time many many years this is all i've done for so long just i mean i got married when i was 35 so guess what i was doing from when i was single the whole time right just yeah. fishing fishing rivers that's it and, and creeks moving water so and not that i can't do what well in lakes because i won you know grand lake on a lake but i'm gonna look at that stuff first you know what i mean the the skinny water and the river moving water I w- and places that are kind of challenging but here's what's funny i've seen people start to do that and i now i'm predicting and guessing okay well that's too obvious of a small little sneak hole backwater place somebody else is going to be there or it's too easy i go it's it's too too easy easy and i go find something else harder that and and so here's what's crazy i found some stuff this time never saw another kayak angler nobody knows where i was at nobody anybody could have i mean my roommate does the one one guy stayed with jason and he's a good dude and, and he's obviously going to keep it between us. But um, so, and obviously the tournament directors, they, with the results they know, but yeah. no one, like no one really saw me. I never saw anybody. Cause I'm, I'm a little bit, I'm too, I don't know. And maybe not too much, but I guess I, I hear the elite guys saying the same thing. Like Brandon Lester was just, he won on Pickwick, uh, Pickwick. and he was like, man, on day one, I caught this much and I've freaking bolted out of there. I did not want anyone to see me where I was. Uh, I, I'm kind of like that. I'll park, I'll park my truck somewhere where you never see that somebody's at that access. You know what I mean? I like just kind of keep it hidden. Well, and and, and something then I leave that like Dan, catch a good one. What's that? You know, it's yeah. something like Dan said though. Like when you're fishing, like you know, I I'm, I like skinny waters and backwaters. Part of the reasoning for doing that is, like Dan said, is they can't hold fish for two people a lot no. of the times. That's right. Like I, I love fishing with people just as much as the next person, but. Like when I go into an, even into a local tournament and we're going to do like a moving water thing or a backwater thing, if a buddy of mine's like, Hey, can I go? I mean, I mean, it's a local thing, so I don't care. But like, right then I'm like, well, there goes that chance of winning. Like, yeah, because now we're splitting fish. Yep. So, and I've done, and I've actually had that conversation with Lance one time. We both did really well in a tournament. I think he might've got third. I might've got fourth. Um, and we split some water and, we talked about it. We knew we both had kind of found the same stuff. We talked it out and who was going to go where so we could 
have a chance, have a chance both yeah. of us have a chance to win. And we talked it out and worked it out. It was great. So, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of nuts when you start thinking about the little sneaky stuff you have to do because you're right. You can't win In some of the areas you can't win, which is why you need to have a plan B, C, D and E. Cause if, and I, it's why I'm so nervous because I don't catch a lot of fish pre-fishing. Once I catch a, a good one or I just see that the conditions are right, I'm gone. Because we just talked about why why not to do that. Because yeah. I went back on day two to the exact same place I burned it down on day one, didn't catch them. So yeah. thank God in pre-fishing, I don't do that. And it's hard because you have to know, well, how do you know they're, they're winning fish there if you don't catch them? Well, I caught one that was good. And I and then I just, from the experience, right, the intellect from fishing rivers and creeks like okay i know there's not just one because of x y and z factors you know the 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 life and the the plant life and the the bait life that i see and the and the birds that are on the bank feeding on you know bait fish or whatever it is you know the the, the vegetation the current flow the color the clarity whatever temperature all that is like okay that's my gamble and then i'm going to give myself a plan b if that doesn't work then i'm going to be able to have a plan b to go here or if somebody shows up there, if it's, if it's this real small spot. Now, a lot of times yeah. I'm fishing, moving water. That's, it's not small at all. You could be on the main Coosa river or something and you got bass boats there and other kayak guys, and you just got to catch them. Cause you know where they live in the river and you just got to catch them and they yeah. got bigger populations of fish anyway, but it's, it's, it's fun, man. That's what makes this, this sport so fun is that the challenges hiding your truck and I catch <laughs> a good fish and I peace out as fast as I can. That way no one ever, saw it because the second man you know it the second somebody sees you and then you post a picture or you win or you do something they tell their buddy i was well, all drew's truck here and they tell and everyone and somehow there's been tournaments where people reference like oh i remember when you were at this place and i never told anyone no one ever saw me i never saw anybody and somehow i think someone had seen my truck told somebody and it is what it is, you know. And, and it happens like uh, yeah, like some, some gilly stuff to put over the Tacoma. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you, somebody yeah. else that's really good at doing that is uh, Eric Jackson. Oh yeah. So people don't sure. think of him as a heavy fishing competitor. I don't know why, because he's he's really yes. good. But I remember uh, KBF on Gunnersville a few years ago. I was rolling down to one of my spots and just caught something out of the corner of my eye and stopped and backed up and his apex you know watercraft yep. wrapped truck i saw it in the woods and i saw actually saw him walking through the woods with that apex above his head and i just was like busted out laughing and That's was funny. like this dude's serious like yep. <laughs> it just kept going never That's told awesome. anybody the spot or anything but it's just he he's on that level too I, he is. I, I thought about this a lot today because I, I usually don't listen to kbf before we do our show whenever we're going to have same guests because i don't want to ruin things because i always listen to kbf like most people but today I did because I really want, there's some questions I really want to ask. If and I've heard you quote Brian Thrift before, so you obviously follow his career. Mm-hmm. And I thought about it more. And I don't mean this to like, you know, to blow smoke or try to, you know, I don't mean it as I pop ups on my computer. <laughs> oh my Lord, go away. I don't want to update. Sorry. The, uh, <laughs> but you, it's 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 so much different, but the more I thought about it, your style is so much KVD and Brian Thrift, where it's a lot of moving baits. You're really you mm-hmm. cover as much water. You cover more water than probably anybody else if it's in your truck or in your kayak or in your kayak. The moving baits, the moving a lot, 
and just your mindset of trying to find the fish that are, you know, that are active feeding. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy how you can relate that from a boat side and the style that they fish to kayak side and somebody who does it a lot of times in skinnier water and they do it on lakes, but man, your style is so much like theirs, right? It really is. I mean, there's a lot of similarities, but you still have to always keep in mind that you're always going to fish the moment and the moment on Grand Lake, for example, and I won the, uh, the first one of the, of the run here. I had a plan B. I had other places to go to kind of like milk run, like you're saying. Yeah. But I stayed in this one little spawning pocket that was a couple acres in size all day. Never left. And and I wasn't like just – but it's because they were there. You know what I mean? I didn't like – you got to know what the – you got to understand the yeah. bass well enough to know like, okay, fish are continuing to come in here, spawn, plus – like I knew well, it's, everything. It's, it's, I knew how much I needed to win because based yeah. on the weights that we're winning and all that stuff, I said, I'm not going to leave these fish to go find other fish that are smaller. And there's just no point. I'm I was just catching too many, too many good ones. Yeah. So I stayed, I mean, but, I but most of the time you're right. I, I like to have a milk run. I like to have a game plan. I like to cover a lot of water, use a lot of moving baits. I throw all pretty much everything's a medium heavy rod. That's, I change my links depending on where I am fishing because in a skinny small water, I go down to six foot seven rods. I think 13 fishing, little six foot seven, just little roll cat. You can do little teeny stuff. But I, but this tournament, for example, I had a seven foot six medium heavy to throw the plopper style bait as far as I could when I wanted to make those long casts to stay very, you know, like stealthy. Stealthy. Yeah. So, and then everything else was seven foot three except for that one rod. But still, I'm making pretty long casts, but I wanted some to be a little bit more accurate. So I went down with the chatterbait, the spinnerbait, stuff like that. And so it, it, it's so situational, uh, but you just got to have the to, the knowledge of the bass, what they're doing. And, and, and you know, because this this spot, I this tournament, I did make a lot of casts and move fast for sure, but I didn't cover as much water. I just worked those zones really hard and fast and then left to go milk run and cover another one with those zones similar. Des- similarly, describe, you know. describe the zones a little bit, like what you've, Kind of, I mean, I mean, without giving too much away, just yeah. kind of what you found. I just found some stuff out in the middle of the river that, that I think they were holding on some boulders or, or logs, stuff like that. Some drop offs, some like sandbars, some some drop offs, some some. They were making some pretty cool and unique current seams. You know what I mean? Current seams are very important to see. We got oh, some yeah. slack water on one side, and and they just were kind of in that area. The substrate was just kind of right for for spawning a little bit more you know, kind of sandy or gravelly in some of the areas. Um, every once in a while, just the river will get to a, a section that's got a little bit different bottom composition where I, th- I think of those fish were all there for a reason, it, you know, it was probably to spawn like we talked about. And then they just, I don't know if they were spawning quite yet. Um, I think they were just still pre-spawn there, most of them. They're pretty fat. But um, they were just feeding up still before the spawn because last year, two weeks later, Last year, you know, in the Hobie tournament, I caught a fish off of a bed in one of these places, uh, like a 17 something. And then a few other fish were on bed. So I think that maybe because the whole country seemed to be a week behind this year with the colder weather, that really it was like, I'm like three weeks instead of two weeks. It's like three weeks. I think they were pre-spawn, but then sometimes I'm not sure, man, I saw a little, little black fry a lot of times in some places and i said shoot maybe like, like one way yeah, yeah I think that I, from what i've seen all over I, everything's just kind of all over the place honestly like obviously the northern half is you know behind the southern half but yeah like we were you know you had late 
late spawners and i mean i mean i can't explain how late some of these spawning fish are so like i caught fish the other day that looked like they had just came off bed and it's been hot yep. as hell down here so mm-hmm. <laughs> like no it, right. it's kind of crazy i've caught fish in middle georgia before in may, middle of, or no like late may in the in middle georgia in a river on on a bed i remember catching i actually did an episode hooked on wild waters you can go back and watch it uh, with Chad Hoover when he was on as a guest and we were in middle Georgia, May, like late Memorial day, or whatever it was that weekend. And so if they're spawning, there still that late. I mean, my God, I'm at the Canadian border pretty much. This and he started in, it. So <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's definitely fish up there. that have not spawned. So yeah, that was just kind of the zone at the right, good amount of moderate current flow and, and not too deep. That's the other thing. It was shallow enough where I think they can spawn. It was a little shallower and they were just, they were just there and they're hungry for sure. And, and that was consistent into your day two as well. Same, yeah, so same day, zones showing out. Yeah, it was day two. I just went to uh, the history in New York and found, uh, I missed several big ones in the morning on that top water night was not thrilled. You know what I mean? At all, obviously. <laughs> and I switched to actually a project Z chatterbait, which this is a one ounce, but um, I was using just a half ounce. And I started throwing it in the same zones, just kind of burning it. And, of course, when they hook up with that thing, that big, huge single hook, I mean, that's a it's a bigger hook than the jackhammer. It's a bigger and longer hook than the jackhammer. So, yeah, I use that for ledge fishing sometimes. Yep, especially those bigger ones there, the heavier ones. But um, that's why I said, well, I'm over this topwater. If they're not eating it the same today, for some reason, they're not getting hooked and pre-fishing. They were getting hooked pretty good. But to lose three or four, I was like, that's it. I'm, I'm going to the chatterbait. Yeah. And that's what I did. I threw it, got hooked up, kind of. That's that's the day I had a couple that were 17 in the morning first. And then I caught a uh, missed a, another big one um, out, out in the middle and threw the, uh, the chatterbait back out there and caught a 20-something, 20, 20 and a quarter, I think. And so I had a really good fish. Now I was like, all right, that's a real good one for the stringer. I've got a 20 here and a couple of 17s. Uh, one of the 17s was pretty cool because it started busting some bait right near me. And uh, I rip in my chatterbait. I just throw in a cast all the way out. Of course, that always happens. I rip it all the way back in and throw it right back out over to where that <laughs> fish was busting. And uh, I caught it. You know, it hit and uh, it got it in pretty quick. So I had three good fish. And then before I left that spot, uh, I wanted to, to hit an area that I missed some of the big fish. You know, I let it reset that whole time. We're probably, I've probably been there an hour and a half. So now I'm going back to, the initial spot where I'd missed a big one. I said, I'm going to go back with chatterbait and see mm-hmm. if I can get, if those fish had reset, whichever, however many were there, or that one or whatever. And uh, I caught an 18 and a half on a chatterbait. And um, so I have two in my mind, I want my stringer to be 18s and up, right? Everything. No, that's why I need to win. So I, I got two out of that spot, a 20 and a quarter and an 18 something. Can't remember what it was. 18 and a half. And then I left. I think- yep. Yep. Then I left and uh, went to, it was going to go to the next spot. And I decided at the last minute, this is the cool, kind of the cool part of the story. Um, I was, I just had a thought in the back of my head, just a still small voice, you know, and I really feel like it was just God kind of like saying something to me, like, you know, look, maybe go check that spot that I haven't even pre-fished at all. You know, I, last year I, I caught some okay fish there, but nothing like, you know, amazing, yeah. but some okay ones like, well, I haven't pre-fished it, and it's kind of on the way. Let me just look on the map real quick because I pulled up my Google Maps. 
And uh, it's it said if I was going to go there, I had to exit like at this next exit. And I look up and the exit's right in front of me. And I just swerve off. I just swerve <laughs> off. I missed. I didn't miss that. I, I mean, I almost went through the grass, but not quite. You know what I mean? I had to just literally, it was that close. Just make a split decision. And I did it. And I mean, how, how many people, how many other people are fishing that loose that they can not only ramp up, yeah. but then at the last second go to a different place where they hadn't even pre practice or anything? Yeah. I mean, there, look, man, there ain't dude, nobody loose. fishing as loose as you. Yeah, I was very loose. It's amazing. That's a total compliment. Yeah. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I was, I was pretty confident because what happened on day one and what I still had ahead of me, because I still am thinking, I can still go back to that spot. I hammered him at on day one and still catch good ones. And it turns out I, I couldn't. So, cause I went there, we talked about that, but I'm at this time at point, I am very loose. Cause I've got, you can breathe a little bit easier when, okay, I've got two 17 somethings an 18 and a half and a, a 20. Cause I, cause if, even if I had 17s on my stringer, you know, then that's still going to be a pretty good bag after I get one more good with fish. Right. Right. So I'm pretty feeling pretty good. And then I, I pull over there and it's not looking good. I'm not catching my kind of small one, like a 16. And then, I mean, they weren't where I thought they were going to be. They weren't in the spots that they were last year. They weren't anywhere that where I thought they were going to be. And then the last minute, um, I went into this one little area and just happened to hook an 18 and a half. So nothing like amazing, but good fish. And now I'm like, okay, now I got a pretty solid limit already. Mm-hmm need to get rid of a couple 17s and uh, just kind of drifting back to where I'd put in. And there was just this random boulder and I threw a, do a uh, spinner bait behind it, the sling blades, which you can pull up that graphic again. If you want to show the sling blades, the three quarter ounce sling blades with the same minnows trailer with the chartreuse tail, which is great for smallmouth and spotted bass. They, that chartreuse tail kicking is unreal and a chatterbait or the spinner bait, but um, minnows, huh? Yeah. The minnows, it's a little bit shorter and compact and uh, I threw it over there and it hit right at the boat. It came out from behind that boulder and just hit right at the kayak. And it was a 19, like a 19 even. So now I'm like, okay, I got, I got, I just wanted to get one fish. If I can get one fish from any of the spots, then I'm happy. And I got two that were legit from the first stop and now two from the second stop. And now I just have to get rid of a 17 and a half. And I've got a, a good total, kind of similar to what I had on day one. And I'm, and it's early in the morning still. It's like nine something, ten maybe nine, probably nine something. Uh, which you know lines outs at one thirty, so we're not. T- it's not like lines out three thirty. It's still, yeah. it's like almost middle of the tournament, but not quite. Because we launched at five thirty or lines in. So I go to the to a different spot now that I still hadn't. I fished in pre-fishing, but didn't fish on day one. So another spot that's been left alone, right? That uh, I caught a a pretty good one in a couple good ones 18 somethings pre-fishing so i knew there's some decent sized fish there i only caught two there but that's because i also stopped fishing when i caught two 18s i was like enough is enough on pre-fishing so i didn't fish it on day one um but i did on day two and i went in there and i caught uh, again i don't know not a ton of fish but two that mattered i caught a 20 on a on the jackhammer uh three quarter ounce jackhammer caught a 20 inch smally and uh because it's funny i texted bailey Igret on my trip there or i was i called him or texted him i can't remember and uh said i just need to get i'm after another 20 now i'm like i'm going broke looking for you know mega mega smallies at this point because i had a pretty good and then i texted him when i left uh, that spot and i was like got it got my 20 barely if you look at the picture of that fish i mean it barely touches that mm-hmm. 20 
So I got it and I got a 19 something or nine, around 19 or 19 and a quarter inch fish there as well. I believe it was 19. Yeah. So I have two like amazing fish from this spot to go along with the two really good fish I had already. And then that third one, that's the, the fifth one. That's like 18 and a half. So I got a, I got 90. This is where I already had, this is my limit. This is what I ended up with. Cause I went to the, the spot I'd burned down on day one after that to fish the final last like hour and a half. And I didn't catch anything significant at all. So, you know, that was it. 96 and three quarters or whatever it was. Yeah. And uh, three quarters better than the day before. Yep. Yeah, that's the but, one I think that barely touches. I mean, that thing is like, 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 that's awesome. But, uh, but yeah, it was pretty crazy. Uh, the, the, the sling blade, the, the uh, chatterbaits, the sling blades, they all kind of came into play the top water, mix it up. And, and it was, it was just a fun, really fun event. I mean, I lost lots of good fish. Like so many people did, but um, definitely was fishing loose. Like you're saying, Dan, I was, I was confident from, the pre-fishing from the get-go that I had a, a very good chance to, to win this. I just never dreamt that I would win both of them or, or even one. I just thought surely I'll place it in the money if I can just catch the fish that, I, that I've seen in pre-fishing that I know are there. Yeah. And then I look at the Bass Nation standings from the 80-boat 80, 80 New York Bass Nation tournament, 19 and a half pounds won it. And if you do the length-to-weight calculator, I had, I had, yeah. I had uh, about – like 20 and a half and like maybe 21 on day two, 22, somewhere maybe 21 one day, 22 the next day. So take that boaters. So, so there you go. So I, I <laughs> yeah. And I only say that to, to also say that um, the research before your event is very important because then, you know, in pre-fishing, if you're on the size you need to win, cause you need to do the, the weight to length conversion. What is the max on this lake and put out? And I also say that to, to say that, People out there kind of like whatever. Some people are haters, or or they want to make comments about, well, you you know, you beat eighty something people, or Grand Lake, whatever it was, sixty something. And I don't care what, like, I can't control how many other people. I got, I didn't knock Iconelli when he won against forty yeah, something people. On, I, dis- on I disagree I mean, with that. With that, yeah, you know, but with anybody saying that because uh, before the year, you even whenever the trail comes out, you have to know what you're going to fish. All right. you do is sign up. Like maybe ne- you can say this year, okay. This year, bass has reduced turnout, but I didn't know that whenever I was going to sign up and I made my whole right. schedule. My sponsors gave me money based on which tournaments I was going to fish and everything else. Yep. From year to year, you might can say that, but not in, right. within a year. That's and right. I, Grand I, Lake I was, was on Easter. It, like yeah. it was like Easter wasn't it, or Mother's Day or Easter weekend. It was Easter weekend. Easter yeah, it weekend. Grand Lake. So yeah. it was a bad scheduling on them uh, on that part, and they know that. Uh, the other big tournaments were kind of scheduled right around it. But I set up my schedule just, just like you said. I want to have enough events in each of the series to be able to qualify for the championships and the AOIs, right? So yeah. I have to fish for those. And I missed the Lake Fork because our daughter was born and she was like, you know, two months old at that point or whatever. It wasn't going to leave my wife, you know, with three dogs and a toddler and, and a newborn that early. So I knew I had to fish all the last four. And so, I, like you said, that's I'm going there. I don't care who else signs up. And there, even still, there's a lot of hammers. I mean, Justin Largen and Garrett Morgan and Mark Edwards and Eric Siddiqui. Like, there's a lot of sticks that are in all these tournaments. Regardless, they're paying I a lot think, of money. I think too much of it is of that gets overlooked, and I th- yeah. I feel like that's what's going to hurt the sport overall. As you're saying that when someone says, "Well, that wasn't the same thing as beating in a field of 190," I mean, you're you're saying that those some. I mean, like you said, some of these anglers, maybe you don't know their name, but they are great anglers oh yeah, yeah. like you said like much. justin lark 
Yeah, like they're confident they can win. I don't know. There, there's too many people caught up on that that whole number half. I mean, I do agree. There's bad scheduling, but yeah. I think too many people get caught up on that actual number and be like, "Oh, nobody showed up." Well, there's a little more to that story, yeah. whether it and, was and, scheduling and, or whatever. For you, there might be one of you fish, fish bass events. If you win a bass event, a lot of times your sponsors are going to know, oh, you won a bass event rather right. than a Hobie or a KBF. And that's, look, Hobie, I, I, every one I fished is perfectly ran. I love Toby. I love Hobies. They probably have the best trail. There's no argument against that, but their name is reasons. nothing there's on Bassmaster. Yeah, there's other reasons to fish other trails. That's why I do the Bassmaster. I mean, it, that yeah. name, I grew up with that magazine, that brand. I, right. love, I love it. And and they promote their anglers so good. I mean, I've been on Ronnie yeah. Moore's podcast. I've been on Bassmaster. And I know that not all the guys that won maybe have or whatever, but but I know Ronnie Moore had on uh, Ju- Justin and Eric Siddiqui on that same podcast with me. So yeah. um, the columns they put on their website, and I am doing this more full-time, right? That matters to my sponsors. That stuff matters. And they do, do know the Bassmaster name. Yeah. I, some of them, it's and it's not a knock on Hobie or KBF. It's more the knock uh, on the marketing directors for these other companies than it is Hobie and KBF, but they don't know what – that means to win the AOI for Hobie. They don't really know what that means in terms of the value that I'm bringing to them, but they know that what Bassmaster is. So that's why I do Bassmaster because the cloud is there and that matters for me. That'll help me with my sponsors and with all the media coverage. Cause they do, they do the best job. I think one of the best jobs, at least right. If not the best, one of the best jobs of covering really well and getting us a lot of exposure after a win. They do, a good job at that for sure. I, I got a lot I, of press. I think the biggest argument that everybody has is it's just not as much as they think it should be for who and what they are. Yeah. And they think that it should all happen now. And it, I've had the argument forever. I've argued it with people in our podcast. I've argued it with people outside like Bassmaster is an established business. We yep. have to prove our side before it matters to them. Like, right. And that's what you don't have to do with Hobie and KBF because their brand is based around this. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's an argument I can't stand having because from my side, I don't understand why people don't get it. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's very obvious, but some people's mind don't work like that. So it's just an argument I dodge. Next year, I know there's going to be some some changes. I can't really talk about them, but uh, there's going to be some really good changes, I think, for Bassmaster next year. And and I'm I'm still a positive and a pr- promoter of everybody. You know what I mean? Like I love all the trails. I want to fish them all. Oh yeah. Because if you're trying to make a living or earn money in this, you actually need to be kind of do if you at least focus on two of them. You, you know. But if if you can do all three, then you can qualify for the championships in all three, which means the biggest yeah. payouts in all three, right? And then the AOIs have uh some some monetary value, if not monetary value even you know even more so with sponsors and and clout and media coverage so you need to be trying to do all three the problem is it's not easy especially when you're trying to do the almost the minimum you know of (laughs) the minimum bassmaster for me and again i'm just fortunate to have uh, had a a great run during that that minimum i need one more good one at pickwick to take that aoy title for bass but and then do the minimum for kbf and then like maybe one or two over Mm -hmm. the minimum for hobie and it's tough because you're competing against some folks that maybe are just focused on one and they have a lot of mulligans and I've got like none. But anyway, the, um, the cool <laughs> thing I will bring up when all about all this is, and this is the, I, this is the thing I'm probably most excited about and most proud about. And, and I don't really listen to like people out there hating and talking stuff. Like when they're talking about you, then they're like, talking about you. 
Yeah, like what? I mean, that's where you want to be. The guy that people are like talking about, you know, like I can't remember who it was that says it, but and I know Chad Hoover has said it, but there's no bad publicity. Yeah, right. It's like I obviously I've done something for them to be talking about me, and that's you know, so so my I'm too busy to get involved online and all that stuff. You know, I got family and whatnot. So, and that's and it doesn't bother me that people and and I get what they're saying. If I want it. I won against less people. Yeah, sure. Uh, in yeah. some of the tournaments, oh, but it's... there's also been less, less people than this in other tournaments. And there's been more and I've won it against more too. So I was second out of 500 people in the national championship in 2019. Like that's, I don't, I definitely don't dodge. I know someone took it like kind of out of context, a comment I made about, I was going to fish the KBF Potomac this year. Cause again, remember I'm only fishing the minimum KBF, like three, three yeah. weekends. If, if not two, if I do good for the trail series, you know, that's two of it's a two events per weekend. So that's four. So really to get three finishes, you need two weekends. I was going to do just two. I'm not sure now if I'll do three because, and add an extra one because the AOI for the pro series, if there is one, you may need three events. So now you got to do actual three weekends, but anyway, they, um, <laughs> it, I don't know what I was getting yeah. at, but basically the, the point is it's, um, they're, they're talking, they're, they can talk stuff. But I don't just don't have time to get into it. I'm just scheduling it yeah. the minimum based on what I do. I can't control the number of people. And I go out there and I try to compete against the lake and what it puts out and 90 inches, for example, 91 and a half on grand Lake, only two limits of the 300 bass boat tournament, the two days before us Thursday and Friday, there was a championship because we had that ramp Bassmaster did. So they could not have the tournament championship on Saturday and Sunday. So it was Thursday and Friday. They chose 300 boats. They wanted to go before us two boats had a limit of 20 pounds or more 20 pound limit and 23 another day. And that, and I knew that what I had was 20 pounds and that's out of 600 limits. So I don't care how many people are in the tournament. I was competing against the lake the whole time. And I'm going to feel good about if I got beat by somebody else in our tournament, I would have felt just fine because I said, dude, I freaking just got 20 pounds and out yeah. of 600 limits, only two people had 20 pounds or more. So congrats. You did the best you possibly Shake your hand. Yeah. And you I know, won by whatever it was, seven or eight inches in that tournament. But that's what I care about. I'm 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 so far beyond even worrying about the other people and how many people and yeah. what they and are that's doing. How, well, that's what you have to be and what too many people get caught up with. Any any name you throw out in any fishing of any level, they have bad days. So it doesn't right. matter. Like you can't say, in my opinion, you can't say, well, you won, but you didn't compete against the best anglers. Well, I could compete against the best anglers, and this day beat the piss out of them, and the next day they beat the piss out of me. Like it's, yep. it's how things set up, where you're, you know, where everything falls in place. Yeah. And then for all the haters that would have like, because I mean, I hear it too, but for anybody that would say that like, okay, he's he's winning and not competing against anybody. Well, if that's your if that's your standpoint, grab your shit and go beat him like yeah exactly i mean like put your put it out like I yeah just, no I, doubt I, I just look i i get the argument it's not totally invalid but i i just you know i, I don't like that it takes away any luster off what you've done that, right. that, that, that that's, it, a part it, that's anybody that wins. The, yeah it, what yeah. did actually i'll bring that's up it. lance again do you remember the aoy standings what is it for that he came up with for is it iron city or which one yeah of those for us clubs? yeah your aoy standings actually is the smartest thing ever because it doesn't go by the, one point increment based yeah. on like for example a, a 20 something event person for kbf what was that laurel river lake yeah had a, a low turnout we've had good they've had good turnout some of them have been low and they're all for different reasons whatever but you get the same aoy points i believe for you know the person who got 20th there if, if the, the kissimmee tournament at the beginning of the year that had 100 and something 
20th place, you had to beat a, you know, hundred something people to get 20th. You got the same AOI points as the last place person did over there. Well, Lance came up with a good idea and he said, it's all about the person who wins sets the bar for that day, get that limit and everyone else. Let's say you, let's say someone had, uh, well, in this tournament, there's a perfect example. They had just a quarter of an inch below me. So they would get, it's some calculation where they get AOI points based on how close they were to that top score. So they yeah. get a ton of AOI points. Now, if, if you win by eight inches, the person below does not get just yeah. one point different than the person who won. They didn't even come close to the benchmark. So right. it's actually smarter to do it that way. I know, but honestly. because in, in Iron City, I've got first, second, and like 17th, and the 17th has killed me. <laughs> it put me yep. way out. Like I'm fifth in Angler of the Year because of that, even though I got first and second. So. And, and that's kind of what I'm saying. It's like about – what you do against that fishery, what that lake yeah. can put out. And if you do a good job and 10 of you really just smash it and do a good job and you're very close and you're, and you're, and then man, you almost all deserve those credit, the credit, you know, regardless, yeah. I don't care if there's 10 people in the tournament, if you max out and catch 20 pounds on a lake that, you know, 90 something inches, whatever, a lake that was only giving that up to 300 boat tournaments, you did your freaking job. And, th and that's not easy to do. It doesn't matter how many other people are there. So the thing that I was actually kind of smiling about that I forgot about that I'm most proud about, and this is really like the, the coolest thing when I look back on it was I thought about this run I've been on and I'm considering the KBF one win, even though it's like technically a pro series win, a trail series win and trail series, oh, that's man. like three, but whatever I'm considering it. Obviously it's one location, but think about this. I went to the central part of the country in Oklahoma and won catching largemouth. And then I went, the next tournament I entered was in, Bassmaster at Lewis Smith Lake in Alabama, Alabama catching bass. Alabama bass, the Alabama spotted bass in the southeast. And then I went to the northeast in Lake Champlain and won on spotted bass. I mean, sorry, smallmouth bass. And I was more proud of that when I look back at this run than anything. I said, dude, that's so cool because you can that's argue insane. that, man, winning, you know, the total number of people I've beaten is the same number that was at Chickamauga at Hobie. But dude, you go try to go find winning fish somewhere freaking hard hard i know it's like it seems easy right now with the run i'm on but it's not it's so hard okay then go then go ex find them alone no one's there or execute be beat the other people and catch them better than they can if you're sharing fish whatever execute land those fish get them in win super difficult then go to another part of the country different species do it again find winning fish execute land them do it and then go to another part of the country with another species of bass, do it all again, execute, win it. It's like, dude, if anyone has anything to say after that, I'm sorry. I don't know. Like, you're just looking. For I feel like there are like, arguments hey, invalid. Yeah, you yeah. Can take off your, your headset and just mic drop that right there. Like, <laughs> Could have literally just ended the podcast <laughs> right then. Yeah, uh, clip like, that for your uh, Instagram uh, <laughs> post to promote this podcast. I mean, no, no, no doubt that that was the proudest moment for me. And it just kind of just summarizes all we talked about. about this is all a culmination of you know, my experience and traveling the country and yeah. yeah, my life and my life's work, studying these fish, understanding when, where, why, and how they, they are there and what they eat and, and how to catch them the best and the right, making the right decisions. And, and just, man, just, it's just cool, man. Super blessed. Thank you guys. No, man. Well, dude, we're, yeah. we're, we're glad to have you in here to talk about it because it is, I don't care who looks at it in what way it's remarkable for all the reasons you just said different species i mean the biggest thing is the execution of it all so we appreciate yeah. you giving us some time and hopping on with us to talk about another stellar weekend that you had for sure and anybody you want to shout out before you go besides your so you can go back to your wife and her birthday 
Yeah, she's already in bed, and that's good oh. for her because she needs some some rest uh, with the yeah. baby always waking waking us up in the middle of the night. But um, you know, yeah, obviously, yeah, it's her birthday, so shout out to Christina. She holds it down while I'm gone, and that's it's not an easy task. It's harder than what I do. Uh, although both are definitely exhausting and difficult. When I get back from a trip, we're both exhausted, and I'm like, well, I'm exhausted. You're exhausted. Like, <laughs> we need a break. But um, thanks to uh, you know, all the family for all the support, all the the fans out there that that watch and follow along. Uh, and all the folks at Crescent, man, this Crescent Sholey probably didn't really touch on that a lot in this podcast, but that new kayak was awesome on the entire, uh, you know, trip. And it's it's everything I dreamt it would be when I designed it. It's perfect for in every way. I mean, moving spots, using the rod saver real quick, just throwing it down, throwing the back of the you know back of the Tacoma and going. I saved so much time. Like I said, one one day I caught a fish at one twenty nine and lines out was one thirty. So every little second that boat saved me, you know. It, it allowed me to catch one more fish that didn't matter, but it could have mattered. Right. And so yeah. great boat. Um, and, uh, I'm glad people are enjoying that so far since the release. And then, um, just real tree fishing's my headline sponsor. AFCO's new this year as well. So appreciate their support and, uh, Benny branches Z man. I just kind of like to mention a lot of the main ones and then everybody just follow along with, um, you know, drew Gregory fishing on YouTube, pretty much everywhere. It's drew Gregory fishing. And I will, I'm not like a huge social media guy. I don't post like all the time or every day, but when I do, I tag my sponsors and kind of at least share with you guys what I'm using. Um, you know, 13 fishing rods. I talked about the rods earlier. So follow along and uh, hopefully I can help some other folks learn how to catch these fish pretty good. But we have a weird sport, man. I'm not ready to divulge everything. Uh, like I said, I'll do some seminars in the, the winter to people who want to, you know, want to save some, some money and time by learning it from me instead of learning it the hard way like I did and, and just – with time on the water, but I'm um, happy well, to do sign that. me up. But I will, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, man. I'd love to have you. And, and I, but I'm glad and happy to, of course, share, you know, enough to k- get people on the right track and not, not give them too much on podcasts like this. Let's give them enough where they can, you know, at least learn something and get out there and try to just figure out the rest of the puzzle on their own. Cause that's part of the fun that it was for me too. solving it and figuring it out on my own is definitely something I love to do. So, and that's why I love new bodies of water. So it's a, a new, new puzzle to to figure out and that's the exciting part i mean honestly the map study and all the anticipation before the event is probably more fun to me than the actual actual events <laughs> sounds the same way. Yeah. yeah it is so but yeah you guys i'll thank Tyler and finn you guys have been amazing always love your support and uh you guys are great man thanks for everything dude yeah did, man. Did, you see, did you see they got a new blippy there's a new no. blip. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. That's not going to be the same. Never be the same. No, it's some other, <laughs> yeah, my daughter some is going to watch the yeah. new Blippy and, and she'll never know about the know about the old Blippy. Um, yeah, oh, Blippy sucks. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be the same no. ever again. But hey, maybe I should just go go back and do that as my second career, right? Dude, like you, you should get on a what what what's that that thing where you can have people do uh, uh, like a voice message or something for you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah just get where they pay to, you a couple hundred bucks, and, to do like voiceovers for kids. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Like you can have Gary Busey say read something to your friends or something. Yes. Break oh up, yeah. Break yeah, up yeah. with your girlfriend for you. You should do get on there and be like, you know, floppy or something. <laughs> floppy. Hey, All I will right. shout out the last thing to KBF. They're uh, this is my first event this year. I will say their trophy is freaking huge. It's heavy. It's amazing. I mean, oh, this wow. thing, yeah. it's made with catch boards all around, all around. It's all catch boards. So huge shout out to KBF. They ran a great, great tournament and uh, it's real professionally done. So great job to everyone there. The whole, 
team behind the scenes, you know, from, from Chad and everybody all the way down, Amanda and the folks that were running the, uh, the scoring and Craig storms who ran the event on site. Uh, big, big shout out to them. And we talked about the Bassmaster stuff as well, but uh, so I want to shout them out and, and Hobie, all, all the trails, they do, do a great job. They work so hard. We couldn't have these opportunities if it wasn't for them. So, um, you know, we, we like to give them a hard time online. I'm sure with how they do this or that and the small little things, but man, if you're making a decision on what trail to fish based on how it's run, I mean, honestly, it's really, the locations and the water like that's really they can't they're not doing anything on it's like no one's serving five you know five course meals and putting your your lodging up and all this stuff it's not so i don't know just just stay positive guys and things continue to change and evolve every year they they listen and uh, just stay positive and appreciate those guys because they're working their tails off and it's exhausting on their end so i love them all but bass, yeah, is, all. Ten, okay, bass yeah. is 10 minutes from me like i i want them to do well too but, yeah. yeah 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 i want to see it all succeed yeah all right man thank all you right, guys man. well we appreciate it really big important see keep the freak alive yeah went up Asaki. <laughs> hobie went up Asaki next we'll see it's like just a week and a half away so all right. awesome so, yeah later man all right see, see you oh sorry we broke down. Yeah. <laughs> hey, all right read, read off all these tournaments <sighs> i gotta get my yeah, like get I'm, my... I'm, I'm dude i'm so glad you read them instead man I, I will butcher some names. So it's going to take a little bit longer. My wife is out of town on a work conference, so I'm doing this the old <laughs> school way. So I've got 17 Tourney X pages pulled up right here. Oh, but I got it. So uh, Minyak Elite Trail Stop number two. I have, It's Chisago Area Lakes. Sure. We'll go with it. First place, Ryan Bonikowski with 91. Shane Olson, second place with 87 and a half. Nate uh, Yunke with 87 and a quarter for third. Next up. Oh, hey, this was the one I was in. Coleman Kayak. I had this up just for <laughs> other reference. Coleman Kayak Anglers event down on the Duck River Reservoir in Alabama. As we said before, Chuck Wise, 59 inches for three fish. Anchored with a giant 22 and a quarter. Your boy Jimmy Skinner was right. I say right behind him by, you know, about five inches back, 54 yeah, and a quarter. And uh, the Coleman King, Jesse Halverson, right behind me with 53 and a half. That was a fun one. Uh, next up, we have the... I have no idea. Their name's not on it. I can't stand people. If you're listening to this, make sure your club writes out their abbreviations because some of them are obvious and some of them don't make sense. Yeah, some of them it's tough. I'm going to go with Georgia Kayak Fishing Lead on Hard Labor Creek Reservoir. Uh, 36 anglers, first place, Charles Shellnut with 82 and three quarters. Kai Wong, second, 80 and three quarters. Juan Shakan with 80 and a quarter for third. That's a cool name. Uh, next up is the Moyak event on Truman Lake. 89 anglers, first place, Troy Inky with 87. Second place, Lance Irwin with 82. Third place, Trevor Motzkus with 81. Uh, going on from there, this is another event that was going on with that event. It was the team event that they were running coincided with this. And these names are great. I'm going to go over a few of them just because they're good. So first place was the Burrito Banditos with a 162.5 for the team. Uh, that's Troy Yankee and Richie McMichael. Uh, second place was the Como Crushers with 161 and a quarter. Sec- uh, third place was Shake and Bake. With 150, there's some more great names. Slapping the Bass, 
wet hookers, honorable mention, double D's, bass backwards. I need to do a team event just to come up with a good name. This is awesome. The Wigglewort Warriors. <laughs> oh, I love that they're having fun with that. All right, moving on. We have the uh, Kayak Anglers of Florida event down on Blue Cypress, uh, down in Fellsmere. They had 29 anglers. First place, Chris Mitchell with 84 and a quarter. Second place, Chris Parker with 82 and three quarter. Third place, Craig Crumbless with 79 and a quarter. That's a five fish limit, and I feel like that's a small limit for for Florida fishing, you know, yeah. especially down in that area. Uh, next up's the Oklahoma Kayak Anglers event, uh, Roadrunner event, actually. Uh, 58 anglers, first place, Danny Bowen with 96 and a quarter. Second place, James View with 95 and three quarters. And third place, Nicholas Key with 91. Uh, next on the list, Midwest Kayak Bass Club out on Sturgeon Bay. Uh, 30 anglers in this one, Mang View with 99 and three quarter. Uh, Mang Lee, second place with 99 even. And third place, Chi Lee with 98 and a quarter. Big bags, big bags. 90 inches carried all the way down to 13th place, too. That's nuts. Uh, next up was the Minnesota Kayak Fishing Association Memorial Tournament. I uh, don't see where, but they had 76 anglers. First place, Albert Padilla with 91. Second place, Mark Kane with 89 and a half. And third place, uh, Lauren Pribule with 89. Way to go, Lauren. What he said. I don't know. uh next up was the colorado kayak fishing club um don't see where that one was at they had 54 anglers first place scott brands with 80 and a half second place ronald southworth with 79 and a quarter and third place trev stuckey with 78 and a quarter uh going on from there we got the socal anglers uh event uh it was in san diego it's on a bunch of different lakes it looks like 55 anglers first place uh sunny carrig with 94 and a quarter brandon cabrales with 92 and a quarter third place cody godby with 86 and three quarters trying to see take a peek to see if our man shane lamont was in on that one but i don't see it he don't want to get beat by his wife again that's why (laughs) uh next up we got nykbf new york KBF on Cayuga Lake. Uh, they had 46 anglers. First place, Bailey Eigbritt with 96. He's doing really good this year. Second place, Forrest Buchanan. Or, oh, I'm sorry, Forrest Buchan with 93 and a half. Third place, Dan Hargrave with 89 and three quarters. Just a few more left. Uh, the Lake Watery event by Queen City Kayak Bass Fishing. Uh, this is our favorite ones to cover because it's the four fish limit and yeah. it's just different. So uh, 94 anglers, they always have huge turnouts. First place. Four fish. It makes so much more. Fun. You know, the, I, I put that out there when NACA switched to five and was like, we could be different. But uh, yeah, first place, Chris Goodwin with 67 and a half. Second place, Larry Wood with 67. Third place, Kyle Hancock with 63 and a quarter. Uh, next up is the... Kayak Anglers of Western Pennsylvania Battle at the Border. Western PA. Oh, wow. 102 anglers in that one. Uh, first place, Jeffrey Rabbit with 92 and three quarters. Second place, Aaron Ole with 90 inches. Third place, Kenneth Morris with 89 and a quarter. That's a big turnout. Good job, guys. 
next up's the Delaware Paddle Sport Kayak Bass Fishing Series. They were don't see it, but they had 31 anglers, Jacob Poling with 91 and a quarter, second place, Thomas Linky with 87 and a half, and third place, Mickey. Wow. Uh Forch. We're gonna go with that. 84 and three quarter. Sorry if I butchered your name, man. All right, two more. So actually, I think it's just one more. Uh, the Bluegrass Kayak Anglers had a statewide little get-together. They had 46 anglers. First place was Paul Avril with 96 and a half. Second place, Jared Matthews with 96 and a quarter. So close finish there. And third place, Nick McGuire with 92. And that was all of our tournaments with over 25 anglers happening in the country this last weekend uh we didn't i didn't hit the kbf again we heard all about that and drew's domination but all close call well the pro series was a blowout but quarter inch each day made the made it or break it for him so congrats to him again thanks everybody for tuning in with us and listening it was a a fun show i know we got to talk about a lot of stuff and last thing i'm gonna say kind of going off what drew said if you're thinking about fishing tournaments don't throw any of the tournaments out because of what you've heard. Only throw them out once oh. something that happens affects you, man. Just go try them out. They're Just all good. You know. Yeah. What? What? Yeah. I don't want to get back into it. Yeah. I'm not. That's why that was like a closing statement for me. <laughs> They're all three great. That's right. All right. We appreciate everybody. Uh, give us a like and a follow. Uh, give Drew all the follow you can. Uh, stay tuned next week. Uh, I'm sure we'll have another great show. We'll see you then. Peace. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode here on Paddle and Fin. Be sure to drop a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or smash that subscribe button on any platform you're listening in on. Be sure to check us out on Waypoint TV, waypointtv.com. Make sure you sign up for the Fantasy Kayak Fishing League at paddleandfin.com forward slash fantasy. You could support this show through Patreon, patreon.com forward slash paddle and fin. Don't forget to check out the website paddleandfin.com. Catch us on YouTube. If you got a question, comment, or want to see a future guest on the show, be sure to email us at paddleandfin at gmail.com. Shout out to our show supporters, Yak Gadget. You can check out all the fine kayak accessories at yakgadget.com. Pelican Professional. For all your cases, coolers, and lighting needs, go to pelican.com. Rocktown Adventures, your Midwest premier paddle sports destination. Go to rocktownadventures.com. Eastport Marina, the beautiful destination on Dale Hollow Lake. If you're looking for lodging, kayaks, kayak accessories, or anything fishing related on the beautiful Dale Hollow Lake, go to eastport.info. And Jig Masters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and fill your tackle boxes today.